Well, do you think do you think a hundred and sixty million dollar jet? What is that equ- the equivalent of like an American citizen buying? You know what I mean? Like, like if you, you know, they always say like, don't spend more than X amount of your X percent of your, you know, yearly salary on a car, you know, otherwise it's, you know, you're, you're, you're overspending. Hold on. We can do this. Oh, wait. No, we can't. Well, well, what's the, the, um, how much does the government make yearly off of its billion? So 800 billion. Okay. Okay. No, no, that's good. That's good. Eight hundred and sixty billion. Right. Eight hundred and sixty billion. And then we have a hundred and sixty million. I can figure this out. I can math this. Let's see here. Eight hundred and sixty. Oh Jesus Christ. That's a lot of zero. Oh, never mind. The iPhone doesn't let you do that many zeros. It's like five thousand dollars. Holy shit! Because eight hundred billion divided by one hundred sixty million is five thousand. Jesus Christ! So, so that'd be like you and I going out and buying a clunker, right? But, but, but. There's no maintenance. No, fair. Like so, because we said we said what is it? One point six trillion is what it is for maintenance and or for maintenance for. Um... Well, wait. Let's think about it. Eight hundred billion divided by one hundred sixty million is five thousand. Hmm. So it's one five thousandth. It's one five thousandth of their total revenue. Or their total budget. Right. It was. Yeah. So. Hey, Siri. What percent of 860 billion is 160 million? No, it's, you know, fuck you. Siri says she won't respond to that. (laughs) Siri doesn't respond to threats. (laughs) Hey Siri, what percent of 860 billion is 160 million? 0.0186%. So 18%. No, it's 0.18%. That makes sense. It's like 1%. Basically, yeah, it's one point eight percent. No, it's less than that, Brian. It's it's literally point zero two percent. No, that's what it, that's what Siri says, dude. She says it right there. Where's the camera? It says one hundred and sixty million divided by eight hundred and sixty billion is approximately zero point zero one eight six percent. Right, so you move the decimal over two places. Well, I was assuming that it did that for me because it put the percent sign there. So, I mean, even even if it's 1.86%, that's not a lot. No. 
Yeah. Welcome to the Mad Libs Podcast, where we are talking about lost jets. (laughs) You ready to get going? Oh, dude, we're already going. Oh, for real? Yeah, man, we're talking about jets. I can't. I didn't want to pass up on this. Well, at what point did we start? When we started showing how bad we are at math now? Oh, dude, they know how bad I am at math. It's fine. <laughs> no, you displayed yourself pretty well when we did. Uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> so, so, so on the uh, the, the uh, scale of a fifth grader. I had the answer wrong on my sheet from the the website. You had it right. Yeah, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. No, we've only been recording for like four minutes. Oh, well, hey, everyone. Hey, guys. It's been a little while. You guys are getting bonus episode, too, because I just launched the episode where Brian sounds like he's in witness protection. You say witness protection. I say the Uh, League of Shadows. I say Unsolved Mysteries special guest that doesn't want to show themselves. Dude, Unsolved Mysteries used to be so freaky. Dude, a hundred percent. Guy with the trench coat or the suit, he'd come <laughs> out. It's just like he was so mysterious. Well, and his voice too. His voice was almost like ominous. You know what I mean? He was like, uh, "Oh, I could probably pull up a clip, dude." Robert Stack was his oh, name. Okay, 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 okay. Let me see here. Hold on. I want to get a little uh, Unsolved Mysteries vibe going on. Unsolved Mysteries. Let's see if we can get... Oh, hold on. Oh, you can watch an episode? Oh, hold on. I don't have YouTube, uh, whatever it is, the YouTube Red. Oh, really? Yeah. See, this part sounds very nice, but... I don't care. It's going to purchase secret insurance policies totaling $330,000. In Oklahoma, Eileen Conway died in a mysterious car crash. The highway patrol ruled it an accident. Her husband believes she was murdered. In 1928, Glenn and Bessie Hunt... Yeah, dude, he's definitely got a voice for television. And a face for it, too. It's just the trench coat that threw me off. How dare you? What? He's, he was a good-looking dude back in his heyday. No, I was saying he, he has a voice for television, meaning he has the face for it, too. Oh, oh, I thought you said he has the face for... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, th- I was thinking of the face for radio joke. No, that's me, buddy. This podcast, let me tell you. Dude, Brian, I've got some definite... Well, Brian's got a face that could fucking go on... You know, they should take out the Hollywood sign in Hollywood and just yeah. put a picture of fucking Brian's face and the girls would fucking flock there. They probably exit just as fast as they already do. Mm, no. <laughs> They'd be there waiting to be entered. Yeah. I think they would eject really quick. <laughs> Almost as uh. fast as that. 35 pilot they would come as fast as they got there you know what i mean all right you win okay get a blush all right anyways so you told you talked to me about this f-35 jet we were talking about what are we going to talk about tonight we obviously have a couple other key point you know key points to go over certainly 
almost as silly as this one. This is very like um this is like um Mad Lib like, Mad Libs This is like Mad Libs podcast tabloid edition. Yeah. I when you said, Hey, did you hear about the missing F thirty five? I thought it was one of those like the Pentagon got audited again and in their audit they were missing a plane or something like that. Yeah. Not that there might be a plane flying over America right now on autopilot and they have no fucking clue. Where it well, is. yeah, I mean, it would be out of fuel at this point, but basically a, there was a test flight, not a test flight as in testing out the jet, but there was a, a, a practice flight with this F 35 jet, which for those of you who don't know, the F 35 is basically, it's like the new, new, what is it called? They call it fifth generation stealth fighter. So this is like the top tier, you know, best of the best just came out of production um not too long ago um i want to say that it's it's replacing i'm actually you know i'm not even going to misquote it but um it's replacing the you know the fourth generation stealth fighter and this thing is top of the line it cost what did we say it was it cost it was, a, it was a, 160 160 million dollars per jet and it cost i don't even know 800 million i think you said in you know so 400 it was 160 million about 160 million per jet and then it was about 400 billion to develop and create the program and then it's going to cost over the span of the program so a couple decades it's going to cost over 1.2 trillion dollars yeah so not but we cheap can't we can't uh but one of them was being flown i believe it was over over north carolina um, and something happened, there was a malfunction and the pilot had to eject. And so he ejected out of this $160 million aircraft, landed safely. He's doing fine. But the jet which is, which is really the important part. Like, absolutely. About, like, Oh, fuck the military budget. They don't know what they're doing with it, which still true. However, I think a key component here is we always talk about the, the veterans and the benefits yeah. of the soldiers of them luckily the pilot is safe uh he did have to go to the hospital for some treatment but overall gonna be just fine yes um but now the jet itself is missing and ironically enough um the the basically the black box of this jet malfunctioned so they yeah. can't track they, they can't track this thing the, so there has been an update since we just started talking so this is a live update uh, about 30 minutes ago, they started. To, they found debris where they believe the jet has crashed in South Carolina. Okay, South Carolina. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Charleston, South Carolina. Ironically enough, I mean the the engineers really did their job on this one because that's that's a uh, very stealthy plane. I just, I. I mean, I, I know there's going to be tons of jokes. It's going to be a meme, but it begs to like the question stands is how do they not know where it is? Right? Like they can track us by our phones, by all these different things. This is the government in one of their most expensive projects that they've ever done. Right. And then just be completely, we don't know where it is. Like, how do you not know? What if the, what if the pilot is still up there flying and goes radio silent. His communication systems are, are go out. Yeah. Is that just you don't know where the plane is now? 
Yeah. Well, and that's an interesting thing too, because it's like with all of the tracking capabilities, abilities that we have, um, you know, they should have been able to say like, okay, that the, the plane was at this heading, it was going in this direction at this speed, you know, after the pilot ejected, the plane's going to start coming down. Here's our radius. Here's the, the, the search area. But it got to the point where they, they were asking the people of, of uh, South Carolina to help look for this thing. So it's like, I don't know who was in charge of that, but I feel like maybe they should be reprimanded slightly that they immediately go and tell the public. Because my first thought when I heard about this is like, some fucking person up in the hills is going to sell this thing to China or to Russia <laughs> and like they're going to pay him a million dollars for the information. They're going to take all the code and all that kind of stuff. That's where my mind went, you know, instantly. Um, but regardless, I mean, this is a, again, we talked about the percentages, but that's even though, even though it's, you know, 1% or 0.1% or whatever it ends up being of the budget, it's like, that's a lot of fucking money, man. It's a lot of money. I mean, every time there's like a, so this a class A uh, aviation mishap, there's been three over the last six weeks mm-hmm. with product, two and a half million dollars or more per mishap. Like, they're just burning money on these things. Quite literally, yeah. I mean,. And listen, I understand. We want to have the 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 you know biggest defense system in the world. Right. We want to be the police of the world, which you and I both agree probably should scale that back just a bit. But with that said, if you're going to have all of this, and this goes back to that podcast we did probably six seven months ago, where we brought up the idea that the Pentagon and and the Department of Defense failed its fifth audit in a row. Yeah. You're not holding yourselves accountable. Like, right. You have this sophisticated uh, of equipment and not have a simple tracking system. I mean, we have Find My iPhone, we have Air Tags, we have all kinds of we have yeah. GPS systems in our cars. You know, there's, uh, you know, cash, uh, what are those cash trucks? Like the, 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 the trucks that carry the cash from bank to bank, like those are armored trucks. Yeah. Armored cars. Yeah. Arm, yeah. Armored, armored vehicles. Everything is tracked. How does the most expensive piece of air equipment not have a similar tracking system? Yeah. Or, I... or better yet, how do our radars, how are radars not picking this up? It's stealth, Brian. I understand, but like, like our radar, our radars, our radars aren't going to, no, because that's not how radar works. The whole time, like, is, is I, maybe this is my ignorance, but like, they are, there are certain times you can track it and certain times you can't. No, so like, I, I believe with a, with a stealth plane like that, the way that it is developed, oh, the shape. yeah, the shape, everything like that, there are certain things that are electronic that help divert that too. But no, I mean it's not like you can turn on on and off the uh, the detectability of it. So it's like, no, I mean it, it did what it was supposed to do. Radar couldn't track it, but we knew because it was our plane. It, it's not like it was somebody else's plane. So we knew the direction of this. You know that this you know was who going. Needed? Hmm. Homer Hickam. I watched October Sky, and he knew how to track trajectory. Dude. He solved 
the the math problem to get him out of jail when they thought he caused the fire and he proved it was not his rocket yeah and they proved that he didn't start the fire nope it was always burning since the world's been turning <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. uh you know i've had several moments in this week uh, this past week where like i've made movie quotes that um uh somebody didn't understand um but i'm with a lot of youngins, man what you work with youngins and, and well the most Im- people- the most important one to me and actually we i texted brian about this but like i made a quote i, I texted brian on uh, i think it was saturday or sunday i can't remember i think it was sunday because i said to brian i said um you know buddy ever since you got this new job i've felt like ben affleck at the end of uh goodwill hunting and brian got it right away and so Anna was talking to me on Sunday morning as I was sending this text message. And she's like, who are you talking to? I was like, oh, it's, just, it's Brian. I'm just sending something funny over to him. And she goes, oh, what did you say? And I told her. And she's like, how do you know what Ben Affleck is feeling at the end of Goodwill Hunting? I was like, honey, haven't you seen Goodwill Hunting? And she goes, no. And I go, Ugh. His dream. It was his dream. Just yeah. knock on the door and he's not there. He's not there. He's not fucking there. Goodness. Anyways, yeah, it's a it's a very interesting situation with this jet. Um, I'm excited and I'm eager to to hear more about it. Um, but it's definitely a it's a it's a big old snafu, and I'm wondering if that pilot probably uh, was like, "All right, honorable discharge." Yeah, I don't know if he was, um, you know, really struggling with like some of the systems, or if he just lost the feel of his you know, steering. I don't know. It could have you been, know, well, there was, there was already malfunction. So who knows? Maybe the plane just fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he just, you know, lost, lost the feel. You know, who didn't? Oh, son of a bitch, Brian. I was just going to say that we are on the same page. I can tell you who didn't lose the feel. Who didn't lose the feel, Kev? Fucking Lauren Bobert. She is all about the feel. I mean, Beetlejuice, juice in the vape. She was, she was, she was just. What an intro, dude. What you know? Um, first of all, she's a politician that I disagree with vehemently. But goddamn, did she look good in that dress? I mean, I'm just saying. If Anna and I weren't together, and I was crazy enough to date Lauren Bobert, like. I'd have been copping a field during Beetlejuice too, but I would have been a little bit more discreet. I mean, it, in her defense, it is kind of a fun theater experience, whereas, you know, it's not like Hamilton or something right. even more melancholy like Les Miserables or whatever. It's right. not, It's supposed to be a fun theater experience with Beetlejuice. But it's still very, very weird. Well, it, it was it was a family friendly musical version of Beetlejuice. Oh, so it was family friendly. It was family friendly, yeah, yeah, family friendly. And the way that it's it's so funny too because her story changes so often. Um, hold on one second here. I'm gonna take a brief pause because I'm gonna have to re uh, zoom Brian here. Give us one second. We'll be right back with you. All right, we're back in it here. Um, cool. So wait, so you mean to tell me that this was a family? Like, what? What was this? A Sunday matinee of Beetlejuice? 
so I don't know what day it was on that she went to, but I just know that like the actual like play itself was family friendly. Um, so it, this isn't like an adult raunchy. This isn't like going to like Midnight Madness for um, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, where it's like there's some risque stuff. It's like this is Beetlejuice. Um, and what's interesting is her response, like, you know what I mean? Cause right away, obviously you can watch, I do recommend watching the footage. It's pretty funny. Um, cause the, what's funny is they don't, they're, they're t- not talking as much about the whole touchy feely thing. So in this, um, episode, um, basically what happened is her breasts were very, um, apparently, yeah, they were, they were touched. Uh, aggressively oh and, yeah 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 her date and, was copping a feel and she returned that feel but it wasn't to his chest um it was to other parts of his body um so there was that and but, but what you see a lot in the media is this whole thing of her vaping in the auditorium so she she's surrounded by these families and these other people and she's just you know um puffing big clouds as the kids say uh, Where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, and she was fiery afterwards. She was pissed. Um, and this stuff is not confirmed. This is like, I guess you would call this hearsay, but as she was being ejected from the theater, uh, she said, do you know who I am? And then she said, um, I will be, I'm going to, I'm going to be calling the, the mayor of Denver, which is where she was. Not a good call. I think the mayor of Denver is Democrat, but regardless um, it's an interesting thing, but she came out and she denied all of it. She said, no, no, that's not what happened. I was having a good time. I was singing along. And I think she said, I, I can't, it was on OAN. She goes, um, you know, I think that they just saw me and, and they recognized me and they knew I was, um, you know, a, a Trump supporter. And, um, and so they just picked on me. I didn't do anything. All I was doing was being fun and having a good time. It was woke cancel culture, right? That's that's what people continue to fall back on that are, you know, the far right reaches of, of the MAGA movement and all that. Right. It's play the victim even though you did something wrong. You're being ostracized or, or you know, treated unfairly or whatever the case is. It's cancel culture. It's mainstream media. It's the woke, you know, movement. It's BLM, it's Antifa, it's all these different things. There's always a scapegoat for their actions. And instead, you know, immediately saying, you know what? My bad. Like, yeah, it's out on a date. I was having a fun time. I'm human too. Yeah. And I did something inappropriate. I'm sorry, you know, that that lets my constituents down. But, you know, I was just trying to let loose and enjoy myself. No. Like that would have that would have made her human, right? That would have yeah. made her be that, the type of person everyone's like. I totally get it. Like, yeah, okay, been there, done that. Like, I've copped a, I've copped a feel when I wasn't. I shouldn't have been copping a feel. Like sure. that that makes that does make her human. You know, after the the CCTV footage came out, and it's like, oh, yep, there she is, blowing a cloud into the fucking theater. You know, there she is, getting some feels. You know, then she came out, and it's like it was actually very unlike. Bobert, because normally she's—I mean, she's a a a, um, a copy and paste version of Donald Trump. You know what I mean? So like, she does not um, 
in my opinion, I should say. But she does not back down from a fight. She's never like, oh, no, I was right or I was wrong. I'm sorry. She's always, she'll double down on it. And she didn't. Oh. It's like she almost, it's like she called some emergency um, publicist and said, hey, listen, I fucked up. I need some, you know, some spin on this. And they wrote a fucking, a, a very nice apology, a very like thought out apology. Um, but it, it, it was very scripted. And so I think, I think you're a hundred percent right. If she would have just come out and be like, Hey, listen, like I was cutting loose. I was, you know, feeling sexy in my nice dress. Like, sorry. I think that she probably actually would have gained some voters and gained some popularity. Right. And I think, you know, she could have, listen, she was going through a very difficult divorce she's out on a date first time probably out with you know someone that she's maybe feeling really interested in he's obviously feeling her figuratively and literally like (laughs) great that's human nature that's totally fine there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's consensual on both parties fuck it yeah the problem is like that's obviously not the time or place it's not the venue all of that so that's why you're being ousted or, or or removed from the premise the problem then becomes, like you said, she lies about it. She manipulates it. Now she's playing the victim card. It's like, dude, just own it. Yeah. And it's very hard for for any politician, Republican or Democrat, to own their shit. Right. A lot of times they'll deflect. They'll they'll project. They'll, you know, manipulate the, the, the news story as much as they can. And then finally, there's no room left to wiggle. And then they start to own it. Like today, I just uh, the other day, I think yesterday or today, she said she came up short of her values and blah blah blah. Yeah, like, you fucking didn't. Well, no, you want to. Well, you want to talk about coming up short of her values too. Like uh, the guy that she's dating now owns a couple of different bars in Colorado, and like a couple of them um, are like gay friendly bars, and they do like drag shows, which you know, not against my values, but like that's totally against who she preaches she is, you know what I mean, when she's campaigning. Right. Like, listen, her whole story is very interesting. Like, it is a very checkered past, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. What her previous employment was like, essentially, I think it was Ted Cruz said, like, hey, you could really be something in the Republican Party if you just say, like, these things. Mm-hmm. And, like, wasn't these aren't values that she lived by or that she grew up with or developed through critical thought she was fed a line and a character to play she should have been the one on the fucking stage like yeah she's 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 the character in the story she's not an actual person she is a person playing a politician and right if if the last election didn't show she was already losing support this next election she'll be out but the question should be asked kev is this something where she should be censured like should be should she be held accountable not removed or impeached but should she be censured should they hold you know political figures accountable you know what i'm gonna say um that's kind of a that's a slippery not a slippery slope but that's a that's a very it's a conundrum for sure because she is just a person you know every politician deep down is really you know they are a a real life person now perhaps we don't see them that way because they all have 
you know, all alternate agendas. Um, so part of me is like, you know what? No, she was inappropriate. She did some stuff she didn't have. She was punished. She was kicked out. You know what I mean? That's that. Yeah, of the venue. She was kicked out of the venue. So, okay, cool. You've had your punishment. You didn't get to see the rest of the show. You know, learn from this mistake. Another part of me says you're, you know, a representative of a group of people, of your own constituents. So, like, you should be held to a different standard. So, you know, is this something for me that crosses that line? <sighs> Not really, man. I mean, it's pretty innocent. Um, is it something that I personally would do? Not at my age. No, I, I would be like, no, that's, that's just not how you behave. I have children myself. I would never behave that way, you know, but do I think that she should be censured on the floor? You know, if you set aside who she is and how you feel about her, like, no, no, she shouldn't be punished on the, on the, on the floor of, of, of the house or on the Senate, you know? Yeah, I, I actually fully agree. I think a lot of people are asking that question. I don't think she did anything that, you know, is good would be on the level of a felony or anything like that. Yeah. This wasn't on the floor of Congress where, you know, removal needs to be considered or anything like that. I do think, you know, a censure is supposed to be about a member's conduct, but I don't think it's necessarily their conduct 24-7. I think that's generally geared more towards what's being done on the floor or yeah. just within the business not not always just speaking on the floor but like what was uh was it gosar that called aoc a bitch on the yes. stairs of yeah gosar but one of those republican white boys yeah um, not boys, white yeah i said white boys okay not <laughs> yeah. Sorry, easy to confuse um when one of them called AOC a bitch on yeah. congressional stairs. Like that's a censure in my eyes. That that deserves the censure, right? That's yeah. You are combating your your combative against someone that is in Congress. You are, you know, on the stairs of Congress. It's right. it's something that is considered assault. So it could be a felony, like all of those things. That is worth a censure. Whereas this, I think, was inappropriate, but by no means, you know, a level of like a felony conviction or anything like that. Yeah. So I, I know people were talking like, oh, she should be censured. She should be removed. I think that's an overreaction. I do too. I would say, hey, this should be something you think about when voting because you do want the best and the brightest. And she is neither the best nor the brightest in that district. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, at the, district but i know she's not it yeah at the end of the day too like she's she's a 36 year old woman who just was divorced yeah like, she's going through it man dude she's trying to go and have some fun um for me the takeaway on this is it's just to me it's just funny you know what i mean i see this as as, as somewhat humorous um you know if if i were what is she the third district i think she's in colorado's third district um yeah so but like as a voter, I'd be like, mm, this is pretty disappointing. Um, but like, I, you know, I don't think it, it didn't happen on, on government time. Um, so like, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm going to take it for what it is. It makes me laugh. It makes me happy to see it. 
Um, and I think it's hilarious as she's as she's flipping off the poor usher on her way out the door. I watched the full footage like ten times. It was fucking funny. Yeah, like you said, this wasn't on the company dime, if you will. This was definitely just a civilian Bobert, right? She was not. Yeah. Trying to, she wasn't even making an appearance as low and like if you were doing the first pitch at a baseball game and you're making a right, right, Bobert or something. This was just her kind of sliding in, and then him sliding in, and then her sliding in, and <laughs> other, you know, uh, in the in the shadows, what happens in the shadows, you know? So, I, I don't think it should be censured, but it's definitely something I hope, you know, her district constituents consider, given how poorly she's done as a member of Congress. You know, she had her her committee positions revoked when she was speaking in anti-Muslim terms, uh, you know, so there's definitely been instances where she's not only not providing a lot of value to her constituents, she's right. actually a detriment. And that's not even talking about how poorly she votes on policy. It's just like, what has she actually done to deserve the position? And it's very little, if anything at all. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Well, before we run out of time. Well, hold on. We How much time we got? We got like... We got time. Okay. Well, I was going to say, you would think that Republicans have better things to do, given, you know, Boebert's appearance mm-hmm. at Beetlejuice. You've just, uh, said, you've, just, you've, just, you've just said it more than three times. You're fucked. Sorry. They, <laughs> they didn't. Uh, the the only thing that they really have going on, they're not really proposing any really uh, valid legislations or anything. The only thing they are trying to develop right now is an impeachment case for Joe Biden. And as far as I know, over the last few days, what I've been reading, they don't even have anything. No. They don't even have like a charge, right? Where... You know, when Donald Trump was impeached both times, there was a reason for it. Whether you agreed he deserved to be impeached or not, whether you agreed he deserved to be convicted or not, the idea was, here's what we're we're impeaching him for. Right. It was was the withholding of military funds and the phone call with Zelensky and all that. January 6th, it was inciting the riot and and, uh, attempted, you know, uh, coup, if you will. On, on January 6th, as the the vote was being, <clears throat> pardon me, the votes were being counted. Here with Biden, there's nothing. They don't even, they're, they're not even saying, hey, we have this one meeting with China that we really want to investigate. Yeah. Or, you know, his meetings with Ukraine and Zelensky or anything. Trudeau, you know, Trudeau gave him a hand job. I don't know. There's literally nothing that they have to go on that seems like a that seems like a real trudeau kind of thing say what i said that sounds like it sounds like a real trudeau kind of thing you know what i mean giving joe biden a hand job very progressive sorry canada but in all seriousness like it is a very interesting thing that a sitting republican congress is going to launch an inquiry to see if they can find something right there's no smoke so there's no fire well, they're just pretending they're smoke. Like, this is absolutely asinine. Yeah. Waste of money. This is a bigger waste of money 
than a missing F-35 jet. Like, this is terrible. It's a waste of time. Congress needs to be thinking about things for 2024. How about understanding our budget? How about creating legislation that's going to reduce inflation? What, what can we do here? You know, the American people are out here hurting. The GOP in the Senate have already come out. It wasn't Mitch McConnell because I think he's still frozen. But the hmm. GOP in the Senate has actually come out and said, you will not have the votes for, for an impeachment. Well, so you will not have the votes for a conviction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but, like, I, I, here's a, a more important, you know, matter to discuss. It's like, I, I was looking the other day, um, child poverty is, like, through the roof. And I want to say it's, like, the highest that it's ever been. Um, take a look at that. It's definitely the highest that it's been in, you know, 20 30 years but well it, i mean that's because it was reduced more than ever when they gave the child credit yeah they gave that child credit as a result of the pandemic but then they extended it even as like the pandemic we were opening up all that they kept that child credit going yeah and that makes sense if you're making less than x dollars in x areas right obviously it's going to be more in new york chicago la san francisco etc but even if you're making less than X dollars in Montana or North Dakota, wherever it is, no child should be in poverty. No child, not right. one right. in this country should be impoverished. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's a, it's a really sad situation. And, you know, the whole Biden thing is just a waste of time, if you ask me. You know, I and, and looking back, and I probably said something along these lines when we were talking about the Trump impeachment, but... I think that that was a waste of taxpayer dollars. I think I actually said something almost exactly to that point because it's just like, well, nothing's going to come of this. But in this scenario, it's like even less is going to come. You know, you're not even saying a charge. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think with Trump, we all knew that nothing was going to come of it, but that was because the Republicans were choosing not to do the right thing. Right. right? In my right. eyes, but... They all just said, we, we don't need to hear it. Like, it's, it's, there's, you don't have the evidence. And it's like, no, there's a lot of evidence, and you should hear it. Yeah. This instance, they don't have any evidence. They don't have this smoking gun. But they're definitely getting the GOP realigned here because you had uh, the guy from Nebraska, Bacon, I think. Yeah, seven, uh, de seven degrees. Yeah. <laughs> No, the, the, the congressperson, he's a Republican, he's a middle-right person. He's actually in the district of Nebraska that Biden won. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He came out and said, no, you don't have enough. Like, we shouldn't be doing this. And now, yeah. just like the other day, he said, uh, let's see where it goes. It's like McCarthy was able to crack the whip and right. get it all together. Crack the whip, meaning the whip, majority whip, not the old saying that's offensive any <laughs> i think i don't think you're gonna offend anybody with that but okay crack the whip is a is one of those terms which should not be because it's from the slave days that's hmm. what it means or like the rule of thumb we all know that from boondock saints though yeah yeah rule of thumb, well we can't do much damage with that now can you yeah 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 so um but anyways he was able to get all his votes in alignment and and pursue this inquiry, but it just seems like an absolute troublesome time and a, and a waste of time. More importantly, so 
You know, it's always a bummer when a, a saying like that comes to end. Cause like, to me, it's like crack the whip. I like, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For me, it was like, all right, you got to crack the whip time for everybody to get to work. And like, I understand the negative connotations of that, but the same thing with like, oh, it's, it's the rule of thumb. Like, and I don't actually rule of thumb is something I never say, but like, I've probably said crack the whip. There's all kinds of things. You know, it's funny before I left my other job, I had the most dynamic, incredible team the someone said something like crack the whip or something and i said oh that's like one of those terms so we actually looked up like offensive slangs and terms or like phrases that people use all the time and don't even recognize but like there were so many and you're like oh man indian giver uh spirit animal all those different things are like offensive to native americans and and wait you can't say this is my spirit animal no, because it's it's like a delicacy within their their religion, and it's like I feel oh, like before we have to do this, like her spirit animal is a lion or a wolf all the time, and I'm like, oh, that's cute, but it's also like, you know, I wonder if I wonder if I wonder if the uh, the indigenous people of this fine country would find that offensive. I'm sure some do, some don't. I'm sure there's other fish to fry. Yeah. Just pipeline and stuff like that. Yeah, because you always see that guy on uh, on Instagram and all that stuff, and he goes around and he's dressed in like the full like um, like Mexican garb. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or he's dressed in um, you know like uh, Japanese attire or something like that. And he goes around, and then and the funny thing is, is the only people that complain are the white people. Hmm. Interesting. It's 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 funny to watch now. Watch now. Of course, like who knows how how edited it is. But it's like sure. like him walking around in the, uh, uh, what is it, a kimono? Yeah. Him walking around in a kimono and like all the, the, the Japanese girls are like, oh my gosh, it looks so good. Not oh, young, but not young, but older Japanese women. They're like, oh, it looks so good. You look good. Same thing. It's like a bunch of Mexican guys like, oh, looking good, my friend. <laughs> like, So again, don't know how edited it is, but it, 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 it certainly would be an interesting thing to research. But Regardless, I, I try to avoid those phrases when, when possible anyways. It, it's just, it's interesting. We to... live we live in a world where people are so easily offended that, like, I feel like I constantly have to watch oh. everything. I mean, if something was oppressive to you or whatever, or, you know, it's, it's easy for me to say, like, oh, people get so offended so easy. Yeah, because I've lived a pretty charmed fucking life. Like, no one's oppressed to me. I'm a straight white male. It's been pretty easy for me. Thanks, CNN. <laughs> Thanks, history books. Yeah. Yeah. But. I don't know, man. That's a topic for another day. We can go in on this. I could talk another 45 minutes about this shit. <laughs> we well, should. That's... We're, we're going to have to do an episode on what's offensive. Ooh, that would be interesting. Also, I do want to, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a call out there. I, I think that you and I, I work with a young man named Simon. Very, yeah. very kind, very, uh, very intelligent young man. Very sweet, great server too. Um, he's got some very differing political ideologies than you and I, and I think really? that. And he's he's very well spoken. And I'm gonna. I, th- I think I might try to slowly coax him into coming onto the podcast because I think it'd be very interesting to have a conversation with him, especially, you know, maybe perhaps in regards to abortion or January sixth or you know, some other things um, that I think that would be, I think it would be a beneficial conversation. 
Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to rope him in and we'll, we'll set aside something, but we do need to talk about, or <laughs> maybe not our next episode, but one of our episodes coming up here, we'll do a, is it offensive with Brian and Kevin? I like it. I like it. Gosh. Oh, well, you got anything else there, Bri? Nothing. Nothing but do good. Be great. Love you guys. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. Saint the status quo, this is rock and roll. This is skydive, yelling out, Ronimo. This is bye bye, ta ta, audio. This is all or none, this is all I know. This, that, I don't know, we try and go. I don't even know, I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road, try and catch a wave, gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Why one's on the attack? Got no time to relax. Let's go pronto, ASAP. Make you watch my moves. Just break out. I'm a Republican now. <laughs>